Let's Doing episode 108 with Chris Kelly of Nourish, Balance, Thrive. Welcome to the Less Doing podcast. Less Doing, more living, more living, more living, more living. Hi, I'm Ari Mizell, and this is the art of less doing. I'm going to teach you how to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life, including your health, in order to be more effective. I want you to stress less, free up as much time as possible, and do the things you want to do. Let's go. Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast, episode 108, with Chris Kelly of Nourish, Balance, Thrive. Hey, Felix. Hey, Ari. How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, if anybody notices a change in sound, it's because I'm in a new location here, and I just got a brand new mic about 20 minutes ago. Uh, I, I'm, I was, I, I'm in a place that I wasn't intending to be on uh, today without my computer and without my setup, so uh, hopefully everyone likes the way this sounds, because it is a good mic, So, and Felix will make it sound amazing regardless. I'll do my best. <laughs> um, so actually, we, we have a, a first question in a while, and I realized that we, uh, we have to do some recoding on our website, which is happening right now. But the link to, or the place to ask a question has not been very apparent, and we've gotten some feedback about that. So we're changing that so that uh, people will be able to ask more questions. But for now, uh, let's roll with this question. Yeah, we should have picked up on that when I emailed you to ask you where the link was. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was, I think that was the clue for me, actually. <laughs> anyway, here it is. Hi, Ari. First of all, of course, I want to say I love the show. I've been trying to find a service that aggregates the best tweets from my Twitter feed into an email so that I can still get a bunch of great information out of there without having to actually go into Twitter and look through a bunch of other stuff. If you know of anything like that out there, please let me know. Thanks. Okay, well, uh, thank you for your question and thanks for the compliment. So, uh, really easy answer actually for this. Uh, actually, well, uh, possibly an easy answer. IFTTT would be a really great way to do this because of their daily digest uh, channel. So, really simply, basically, you could pick whatever you want from Twitter, say it's a certain keyword or maybe a certain hashtag or maybe even a, a certain person. And then what you can do is have it added to the IFTTT daily email digest. So instead of getting alerts all the time, uh, you would get one email each day and you can choose whenever you want to get it. And that will have the list of all of those things that have met that criteria. You can also make it weekly. Uh, you can make it uh, multiple days if you want. But uh, basically, you can get that once a day email of the interesting things that people have posted on, on Twitter based on certain keywords that you choose or certain users or certain hashtags. That would be the best way because there are some Twitter curation sources out there but honestly it's based on their algorithms not yours and with the unbelievable flood of stuff that's on twitter you're probably better off just picking some of those keywords from certain people that you really do want to follow and getting it that way through the email digest so that's it so uh, try that out on ifttt and again the trigger is twitter and the action is email daily digest so good luck with that well that sounds cool now could I set that up for the for the podcast links so that I get all of those everything that you add to the podcast links? Absolutely. So yeah. if anybody other than Felix too is interested in doing that, basically every time I put something uh, that I want to have in the show notes, I, I tweet it and I use the hashtag LD Show Notes. So you can easily do a, 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 an IFTTT recipe that says if it sees that hashtag, that LD show notes hashtag, then we'll add it to a digest and email it to you. So that would be the easiest way for you and anybody else who wants to follow along with the, the show note items that I tweet during the week. And also keep in mind that sometimes I will add something that I want to have in the show notes and we don't talk about it for three or four weeks because of the way the episodes are set up. So if you want to get a more immediate feed, that would be the way to do it. Awesome. Uh, so I just want to tell everybody, last week I recorded this live webinar with Dave Asprey, and it was awesome. Uh, his new book, The, the Bulletproof Diet Cookbook, uh, came out last, uh, on the 2nd, I believe. So it was like a week ago. And he, uh, he did this live webinar with me that was awesome. Sorry, Felix, were you going to say anything? No, no, I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. Okay. The phone just uh, ringing in that. Ari's in a new office, so... Uh, or yeah. a temporary office, actually. Temporary, but not, and he's not trying to mute the phone that just rang. Yeah. 
We're all set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just ripped it out of the wall. So uh, we uh, we did this live webinar. Dave was awesome. We had a really really cool conversation, and the replay is on. We're going to have that available somewhere. But the other thing that we were doing was promoting the live event that we're going to be having on May 1st through 3rd. And Dave is going to be speaking at that. So uh, it was really cool. And in addition, Manish Sethi from Pavlock showed up because he's a mutual friend of both of us. And he brought me a test Pavlock unit to wear. So we've talked about Pavlock before. It's the bracelet that shocks you to help you break or make habits. So I wore this for the past week. uh, And I... Yeah, and I was, well, so I was wearing it and using it to see if I could use it to get rid of sugar cravings. And because I still do get some sugar cravings, especially in stressful situations. And it actually seemed to work. Basically, what's cool about it is that when you're using aversion therapy, you have to do the thing that you're not supposed to do. So I was, I, I was supposed, I had to actually eat sugar and shock myself while I was doing it. It's a self shocking thing. Oh, wow. Kind of. Kind of crazy sounding, honestly. And it was great until my one of my 19-month-olds figured out how to push the button on it and shock me. <laughs> and then that was the only thing he wanted to do. And it was my, my hand oh, was like going funny. up. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that was, that was Lucas. He, uh, he figured that one out pretty quick. So nice. anyway, uh, but the other part of that, too, was that I used Ship to send it back to Manish. So uh, we, I think I mentioned Shipster before, but Ship, which is S-H-Y-P, is uh, funded by Tim Ferriss and a bunch of other people. And all you do is you take a picture of the item you want. And about 15 minutes later, a guy showed up. I didn't have to wrap it up or anything. I just handed him the watch or the bracelet. And they take it, they professionally package it, and they shipped it back off to Manish for me. So that was awesome. Wow. Uh, and it was actually like a perfect storm kind of thing because, or not a perfect storm, but like a common storm because the kids were kind of going nuts. Um, everyone in the house was like off for some reason. And the guy literally knocked on the door. I handed it to him, and he walked away. And it was like it was done. So, wow. really nice thing to take care of. And then I'm the sure other thing it was I, the guy from Ship. It wasn't like someone well, who happened to yeah, hack right. into your account and then just take your gold watch away. And well, they showed a picture, and I got the tracking information. So hopefully it's okay. <laughs> uh, and then I did a filming session with Pop Expert also. So I've been on the Pop Expert platform for a while, which is like Clarity, where you can pay to have uh, sessions with me for consulting. But this is a video platform. So uh, they basically did a mini less doing series where I talked a lot about automation and Dropbox and Zapier and, and some outsourcing. And it was fun. We did a, a, like a three-hour filming in a, a Brooklyn apartment. So all that stuff is on Instagram if anyone wants to see it. And the results will be out there soon. Cool. Uh, and then one other little announcement is that uh, one of the, our less doing fans contacted me from... Ontario, actually, or, or I think he's in Toronto. No, Toronto, sorry. And he wants to form a Toronto Less Doing Meetup group. And there actually is a Less Doing Meetup group in New York that has met a couple times, and now they want to form one in Toronto. So if you are in the Toronto area, we're going to have a link in the show notes to sign up, get your name in there to express your interest, and you could basically get together and talk about the principles of Less Doing and how you can make your life more optimal, automated, and outsourced. So I think it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, very flattered that people are creating less doing meetup groups. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so why don't you do your links first? Because I got a bunch. I feel like I've just been talking for 20 minutes straight. So go, go ahead. Yeah, what sure. Do you have? Uh, well, just a couple of, a few small things, really. Um, recently, I got the iPhone 6, which has, um, like the iPhone 5S, has the Touch ID thing. And I really like the fact that I can, instead of... Um, to unlock the phone, instead of typing the PIN code, um, you can actually just, you basically set up the, your thumbprint in it and, and you basically record it so it can detect it. And then you don't even have to, you just turn the screen on and you just rest your thumbprint over or whichever fingerprint you, as many as you want to record and, and set up. You just press that on the actual on the home button, and it just opens it. You don't even have to swipe. It's very cool. Um, and but it's not just that; it does a lot of other things. Like for I can open one password with that same Touch ID. You don't have to type in your Apple ID password when you buy an app, um, and many other instances like that. So I really like that. That's a big time saver and takes a lot of the the tedium out of. Um, putting in passwords and all of that. Um, then the other thing I found that I just discovered recently is I 
Ed, all of the um, um, any article that I want to read, I normally want to. I like to save it and read it later, and also have it sent to SoundGecko so I can listen to it as a podcast in the car, where it gets automatically converted and read aloud by a robot, but actually sounds like a like a real English woman speaking it. Actually, and it's very good. And I discovered that there's because I have the Chrome extension for both Evernote and Pocket, uh, which is getpocket.com. Um, actually, all I need to do is I can, if I'm like, say I'm on the New York Times website, um, I can just right click on the link. I don't even have to open up the article. I can right click on the link and do save to Pocket. And by doing that, because I have IFTTT recipes set up, it instantly saves it to Evernote, Pocket, and SoundGecko. So that's a really nice time saver. Um, um, and I can do that with, um, with articles. So when it comes into my email in my inbox, I just right-click the ones that I want, and then, boom, I can either read them later or listen to it on SoundGecko. So I really like that. And another thing I like that I came across is the New York Times Holiday Gift Guide, which has a massive collection and a really cool interactive feature, if you, especially if you use like a full-screen browser on your computer it's a really cool um they've done it you have to see it to see what i'm talking about but it's just beautifully laid out and they have a lot of things on there a lot of cool gift ideas um nice and you pretty much want most of the things on there at least i do (laughs) yeah i always feel like that about the wired gift guide actually Um, yeah but that's that's good nice okay well uh, and holiday shopping is always one of those things that's very uh Usually, actually, kind of stressful for people. So, I think that's a good one to, to throw in there. Yeah. And time consuming as well. And you got one more, right? I think you have one more link. Um, oh, yeah. 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 I wanted to talk about this. Um, so, what was it? Just a couple of episodes ago, Ari recommended free print, free, free prints by <laughs> Photo Affections. The app's called Free Prints for the iPhone. And so I went ahead and tried it because Ari said you get 85. Is it 85? At least I got 84. 84. Oh, I got 85. Oh, good. Well, 85 free prints per month month of four by six, which is like standard photo print size. So I thought, okay, well, let's, you know, I'll check this out. I went onto the, I was using my, just using the phone app in bed, you know, late one night went ahead and selected all the photos I wanted printed. And I also chose, this is obviously what, how, they, how they get you, but it's worth it. I also printed, chose some larger size prints as yeah, well. Sure. And I wanted to see what the, the uh, quality is like. And um, overall, I was really impressed. They came, they were delivered very quickly. And the, the quality, um, the quality was varying. Now, here's the thing, but I figured out why. The quality of the prints that were um, at like full resolution, the way they should be, were outstanding. I was blown away. I did, printed 8x10s of, um, of my children, and it's just, I was blown away. However, no fault of photo prints. I chose some, some of the photos on from my photo stream and various shared photo streams. And here's what happened. And I looked this up because if you do that, if you use this app and you choose photos from your photo stream, or rather, let's start again, let's back up. The prints that came out really well were the ones directly from my iPhone camera roll. Now, the ones that were on the photo stream, however, those, they're not saved at a lower resolution but the photo app on the iPhone, for some reason, um, seems to deliver them at a different resolution. The reason I mention this is that if I go into Aperture or iPhoto on my computer and I were to upload those and look at those photos, they would be full resolution, the, the shared photo stream ones. Anyway, uh, the point is, if you want really good photo quality, use the camera roll, save those photos to Dropbox, and then pull them out of there, save them to the camera roll back if you want to get some decent fi- size photos. 
don't print directly from or, or that i'm not going to be printing because i'm particularly picky about this i'm a you know i'm a um i'm a serious photographer myself and um so i'm i'm crazy about the photo quality and so i'm going to do this again and i'm going to do exactly what i said using the getting downloading the high-res pictures and print print those out Nice, yeah, and and again, it's just, uh, to get those that many free pictures month pretty yeah every month is, is an amazing offering, and yeah, I mean you know so if you're going to do some of the bigger photos and you pay for it, I, oh, yeah. I think it's it's really cool. No, and those were a really good price, and it was just so easy to do. So I'm really excited yeah. about this. Nice, yeah, um, cool. Okay, so back to back to my links. The uh, there's this one I'm really excited about. It's called Room.co. Mm-hmm. And you go to you go to room.co and it's instant video calls with up to uh, I think it's four people or five people four people, but what's really interesting is that you don't have to download anything you don't have to sign up at all you just open it and then you get a link that you can invite other people to and you have instant video calls and screen sharing and there's an iPhone app too, so uh, this is really impressive. There's like you know there's a lot of these that are like really easy to do and stuff, but. Y- you have to download something and this one nothing i'm i'm a little i i was impressed by this too but here's the here's the deal is i think you have to be using chrome is that right pretty sure well there's an iphone app too there's the iphone app that's great but i think you need to be using chrome no chrome firefox is that right yeah chrome firefox uh oh okay yeah chrome or firefox um and but they're still going to... I mean, for most people, if they're using a laptop or whatever, but for... I want to check this out because I always have issues with, like, the audio input. But then again, I have an extremely complicated audio setup, so that's that's not <laughs> exactly surprising. But I need to check this out. Um, we should try yeah. this. You know why? Because, yeah, we definitely should try this. Because if I try and do a video chat on using Google Chrome gets complicated but i want well, to try also, I, I think it, I, I think it's a really great idea don't get me wrong um and yeah and i don't i don't love google hangouts either honestly for that reason but oh, okay. this is this is really cool and you can save rooms so you can tell somebody like a certain address that they can always go to uh but oh, yeah. i mean literally like I, I just clicked while we're talking right now and and i'm i've got a video chat going in oh, five se- five seconds basically. Oh, wow. I, I mean I, I could send you the link right now but we will then we'll be like doubling up here but uh it's it's really neat and uh I'm, I'm almost more interested uh, the screen sharing aspect because right now a lot of times like when I work with clients I'll have them use uh, join.me which is a great service and it couldn't be easier to do screen sharing but you still have to yeah. download something right. uh, which I, I love how like spoiled we are by the way it's like you still have to yeah, take five seconds to download it. something yeah. Gosh. but this, yeah. this one you don't have to download anything which is really I mean it's really amazing yeah. so uh, yeah, we'll have to test this out but I'd love to uh, to see what other people think of this. Yeah. You know, um, I think okay. it's, yeah. Okay, great. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm being very, I'm being highly critical this week. Just want to warn everyone. Yeah. I've done my homework. Okay. Moving right. on. Uh, so there is an article on media, uh, I'm sorry, on Ozzy and uh, this woman ate dog food for six days. Yes, I saw this. Okay. So before everyone's like, what the hell? Like this is actually really interesting and i'm not recommending this and she's not recommending it either but she ate dog food for six days and all her blood tests actually improved which is kind of weird um her her like her fasting blood sugar went down her uh i think her cholesterol went down too and she's on the paleo diet before right she was on paleo yeah so it's not like someone who's was you know eat having a an appalling diet yeah right so she lost two pounds she uh her blood sugar level dropped to an ultra low end of the ideal range. And uh, I'd be curious to see, I mean, a week is not a good enough time to try this, obviously, but there's a couple interesting things here. One is that the, I think you'd have to do a really detailed nutrient panel to figure out how this worked out because there's things that dogs need that we don't need and vice versa. And also I, I, there's more to it than this, but I guess in a pinch, if somebody really had to do this, it's kind of interesting to see how it could work. And uh, they also, I mean, it's very cheap, too, in most cases. But the, she tried everything, dry food, wet food, like the, the I mean, it's kind of nuts. So <laughs> interesting experiment to do on yourself. 
th- so there's a, a big infographic. I'm not going to go into a lot of these, but there was a, it was about common misconceptions of the world's most contagious falsehoods, falsehoods basically. And there's like a hundred or so. Uh, but I'm not going to give them all. There was just one that I thought was really funny, and I actually knew this already. Um, have you ever heard, Felix, of a vomitorium? A vomitorium? Yes. Um, <laughs> I have, but only, only, it's only like something my wife made up. <laughs> okay, well, no, it's anyway, a real thing. It's, it's a sort of joke. The, yeah, the it is a real mis- thing, isn't it? Okay. The common misconception was that the vomitorium was a basically like a pit outside of the Colosseum in Rome. Uh, where people would like eat their faces off and drink and stuff, and then they would go and they would throw up there, basically, and go back to it, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, and that is actually not what it is. The vomitorium is simply the entrance to the stadium. Um, and to if you oh, <laughs> basically, it's an opening where the people are vomited into the sta- into the stadium. So it's, it's like not because they're, they're so nervous that they're throwing up. No, it has nothing because they're about to be eaten by tigers. Nothing to do with. Uh, with upchuck at all really? so anyway there's a bunch on there that i thought were really oh that funny. page yeah that misconceptions page is brilliant i love yeah. it i liked it yeah uh, so this one is just like, worth mentioning oh go ahead sorry no i just said i clipped it right away just so i never lose it Carry yeah. on. <laughs> uh, so there's a a, a a service called no notes and I, there's not much to explain here it's just something i want to tell people about it lets you record calls from any phone basically and uh the way it works is that you you put in the number, you, you, you call the phone, you call a specific number, it's like an 800 number, and then you put in the number of the call, of the person you want to call. It calls them, they pick up, and then you record the call. So it's, it, they can transcribe the call for you, you can call and have wow. a recording, uh, a dictation transcribed, yeah. So it's great if you're recording an interview, or if you just want to record a phone call for whatever reason, but it, it really makes it simple. Just call a number, and then put the number that you're going to call, and uh, the rest is done for you. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. simple. So the last thing I want to talk about, the last link is it's called Subliminal and it's from Smart Code HQ. And I don't know if I believe in this honestly, but basically it uses subliminal messaging on your desktop, on your Mac desktop, to get you to do or or, or feel certain things. And basically what it'll do is it'll flash messages at certain times very quickly. So basically your subconscious mind is seeing it. Uh, and they have examples like stop smoking or be happy or think. And uh, there, there's not a lot of great research on the effects of subliminal messaging. I mean, there have been a number of songs throughout the years who have used, that used it, a number of people who have tried to put them in imagery. And it, it is very possible that you can affect the subconscious mind somehow. And I don't know if this is it, but it's something worth trying and seeing how it affects you. However, if you really want to affect change, i got to tell you that Pavlok bracelet is way more effective and it works <laughs> Uh, on several levels of your mind, not just the subconscious. So, so, so you wouldn't see the actual messages. It's just a. a I mean, it's, it, you might, so you, fast. You, yeah. you wouldn't be able to read it. Basically, yeah. you, you would see it in like a millisecond, but you wouldn't necessarily know what it was. Mm. Kind of really weird. Wow. So, yeah. So anyway, that's all we got for today. So this uh, interview with with Chris Kelly is going to be great. And just so everyone knows, Chris. Uh, Chris and I talk about some testing in the interview, and he has since ordered some of those tests for me to do. So we're going to have him back on the podcast probably to discuss the results of my tests. So enjoy the interview. All right. Enjoy that. Have a great week, everyone. And now for Feature Interview. Now I'm speaking with Chris Kelly, who is a founder of Nourish, Balance, Thrive, and has a very interesting story of overcoming some unpleasantness in his health. So, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for having me, Ari. It's a great privilege. Oh, well, thank you. So, first of all, give everybody the background, because, I mean, you, you've had to overcome some some pretty unpleasant issues with your health, and and you've really come out I would say quite on top. So uh, please, you know, g- give everyone a little background. I think the story is not unlike your own, actually. It's, I mean, it starts with poor genetic potential, right? So I have some sensitivity to, to gluten that I probably went my whole life without really fully understanding and was eating the wrong foods for the first 30 years, maybe, of my life. And it was really only when I added the stress of training for mountain bike races so um, I'm now racing at the pro level, the highest level. And um, in order to get there, I, 
I, I really needed to up my game in terms of training. And, and that's really when the, the wheels fell off the wagon. And um, at the time, I, I was living here in the US. And, and I, I think that was something to do with it as well. I, I was pretty much okay when I lived in Europe. And then once I came to the US and started eating some of the more common foods that you see here, that, that made, made things worse as well. And so, you know, I was working for a hedge fund at the time and as a programmer and they gave me this really, really fancy PPO health insurance. And I went to the doctor and, you know, said, what's up? I'm, I've got gas, I've got bloating. Um, I seem to have diarrhea all the time and uh, my lib libido is gone. And he ran all his blood tests and I, I spent a fortune on it, you know, with all the deductibles and he really didn't find very much wrong. He said, oh, well, you've got iron deficient anemia. That's a problem. You should deal with that. But he, he never really sort of came up with a, a good answer for me. And, you know, being a computer programmer, that's kind of what I do for a living, you know, just trying to <laughs> debug programs, right? You're almost asking, why, why is this going wrong? You know, what changed? Something changed here. This program worked yesterday. And um, his, his advice was to go and see a gastroenterologist, which I did. And the gastroenterologist was not eat, interested in what I was eating at all. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was quite suspicious. And I'd, I'd recently had the, the fortune of finding a new girlfriend at that time, was also was a food scientist. And she was like, this is not right. Something's up here. And so the gastroenterologist wanted to do a colonoscopy, which sounded kind of risky. And at the end of that, she told me, well, if we do find the damage and inflammation that I think is there, then we can put you on some steroids that will help control the inflammation. I, I already knew that I was inflamed because I could see it on the high sensitivity C-reactive protein, right? One of the blood tests. And so this didn't seem like a very good way forward to either of us. And Julie said about doing some research and she found this version of the paleo diet called the autoimmune protocol that you, you may have heard of. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. But you know what? It'd be great if you could explain it a little bit to people. So the paleo diet is basically no sugar, no grains. And then for some people, no dairy also. But the autoimmune protocol goes much further than that. There's a really solid body of science. And I think... I think it originally appeared in Rob Wolf's book, The Paleo Solution, and it was called The Autoimmune Caveat, but it's Sarah Ballantyne, the paleo mom, that I think could be attributed to popularizing it. And she has a fantastic website, thepaleomom.com, and a book. And she's a, a medical researcher, a PhD medical researcher, and a medical illustrator as well, which I think is quite important to the, uh, to the book. It's a beautiful book. I definitely recommend the paper version. And in it, she describes the process by which our gut becomes damaged by not just the food that we eat, but also by stress and alcohol and other environmental factors. And I basically just followed the protocol, right? I'm an athlete. I'm a computer programmer. I understand how to ins follow instructions. And so I just execute this thing exactly like a computer program. And within two weeks, I was feeling like a, a different person. It was incredible. It's like night and day. And so at that point, I'm pretty thoroughly convinced that the gastroenterologist doesn't really know what they're talking about, right? They weren't interested in food at all. And I thought the other interesting that, not, thing that was... That is not a unique experience, by the way. It's which, right. It's really shocking. <laughs> yeah, it is shocking. And then the other thing I sort of became aware of was this wasn't just genetics here, right? This is not just my lot in life. The, the genetics may be part of it, but it's, it's, you, you shouldn't really give up just because you think, you know, this is, this is my thing. This is how I'm going to be. And so I continued looking for answers. And at that point, I could think much more clearly. Like there was a huge improvement in my ability to concentrate. Before then, I was just sat there in a, in a haze of brain fog, which is kind of a deal breaker when you're a programmer at a hedge fund, right? And, you know, so many things were distracting to me, like browser tabs when they came along were just like the worst invention ever for me because now I could just distract myself in you know, 500 ways at once and really, really never get anything done. And so I started doing some more research and I eventually came across somebody that had this system that they called functional medicine, which sounds kind of cryptic. And I've more recently found out that it, it what it really means is as opposed to dysfunctional medicine, right? Which is why I'd experienced up until that point. And the thing that made it different was 
it looked at underlying root causes versus just the symptoms. So when I was in the doctor's office, he's saying, oh, well, I can see that you are deficient in iron and um, you should go and fix that. You should put a Band-Aid on that. And that might have made sense, but really didn't answer any of the, the questions. Why? Why would you be deficient in iron, right? You're, you're, there's plenty of it in your diet. You're not losing blood anywhere that I can see. And yet, you know, still you're deficient in it. And, and so this new system of medicine, it really digs deeper and it uses functional lab work in to, re, to reveal hidden root causes of the problems that you're seeing. So the diet and the lifestyle, the autoimmune protocol, that, found that, that was the solution. Um, that was the foundation of the solution. But it was really only once I ran the lab work and I found very low levels of cortisol, which is the primary stress hormone, so that kind of went some way to explaining why I was feeling so tired and why I was so inflamed. The cortisol signals the end of inflammation, so it makes you inflamed. And then I also found low levels of DHEA, which is an anabolic hormone, which kind of explained why I wasn't recovering as well as I should, uh, both from training and sort of from any kind of injury, really. And then we did some gut testing, and the gut testing revealed... Uh, SIBO, which is an overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine where it shouldn't be. It should be in the large intestine. And then they also found uh, some pathogenic parasites, one of which was a pinworm, which is sort of, it's kind of a kid's thing, really. Like kids, they're not quite so hygienic. But I think it's people that have compromised immune systems, that, that you know, they have food sensitivities and they've been under stress. They are more susceptible to picking up these bugs. And you know, some of these bugs, they feed on blood or they cause damage and inflammation. And, you know, that right there could be an underlying root cause of the uh, iron deficient anemia. And then um, I did another stool test and that found another bug. And um, I also did some uh, organic acid testing, which was just incredible for me as a programmer. There's 46 different freeform variables on this one lab test that tells you all kinds of things about what's going on with your metabolism. And it showed micronutrient deficiencies and excessive oxidative stress and just a ton of things I could work on. And the truth is, I never really understood how these problems that I found on the lab work exactly correlated with my symptoms. But in a way, it didn't really matter because when I fixed those problems, I got complete resolution of all of my symptoms. And, you know, when this happens, I was able to take my training to a whole new level and uh, make that upgrade to race as a pro. And, you know, I was so inspired by the experience. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible to me that, that this could happen, you know, that, that specialists in the medical field could be so uninformed as to the real solution to my problem that I wondered if there was a business opportunity and I, I wondered if other people could benefit from this same experience. So I started running some of these same lab tests on some of my friends on my cycling team and ended up finding many of the same problems that I found. Each person was unique, but you know, the, the, these three or four or five lab tests could reveal 80 or maybe even 90% of the, of the most common problems that were leading to these chronic health complaints. And, and, and so I then started branching out and testing people that I didn't know. And then I partnered with a medical doctor who understands the paleo diet and she gets it about cholesterol and um, she's also a pro mountain biker. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. My wife's a food scientist, so she's been contributing. And, and, and now we have this fantastic thing that we're calling Nourish, Balance, Thrive that um, we're using to help people achieve the same outcomes that I achieved. So, so okay. I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing transformation story as far as I'm concerned, because mm -hmm. it's one thing when you see people overcome an illness or something that's sort of the unknown but it's another thing when they then take that step further to go and use that information to help other people so first of all i commend you for that and thank, thank you and thank you for what you're doing so the autoimmune protocol is a big one what are the other methodologies that you've sort of learned that you now use i know that you study the kalish and and uh, mm -hmm. so w what what are the the other methodologies that you sort of are like in your in your grab bag usually yes yeah, so I never would have believed it if you just said to me a couple of years ago, oh, you're going to quit your job as a programmer and become a diet and lifestyle coach. That, you know, just never really featured for me on the horizon. And that's really what I am now. So even though the lab tests, they are an amazing tool that can help me 
fix problems and reduce stress. It's really the diet and lifestyle coaching that lays the foundation for all of the solution, right? So, um, you know, when you look at it, diet, we've already mentioned the autoimmune protocol is really important and then rest. So I make sure that people are getting adequate sleep and then the stress reduction turns out to be really important. You know, I know that you're big into this too. And I, I love this app called Headspace that I've been using for a while and, and everybody I recommend it to uh, universally loves it. And, um, you know, I've seen some quite profound physiological changes in people's adrenal stress profile. So this is a saliva test that you can do. You just spit into a tube and the lab comes back with levels of cortisol, which is the primary hormone of the stress response. So you can see someone, you know, it's not very often I see high cortisol, but when I do, you can see those changes in that test just from this one intervention alone. And then most of the people I work with Actually, are yeah, I'm sorry. You know what? Let, let, sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to talk about that for one second because I, okay. did, I did that stress hormone profile okay. for, the, for the first time on myself, um, I think like two or three months ago. And it, it, I, I, I'm proud of myself that I, I've done like every test there is, but that was one that I hadn't done. And it was really interesting because what I found in my, myself was that my five o'clock sampling was a little higher than normal for cortisol. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the explanation that the test or, or the, the interpretation gave was that either I'm consuming too many uh, carbs, basically, and having too much sugar, or I'm actually stressed. And anybody who has kids can tell you that the four to six o'clock hours in a household with kids tend to be kind of crazy. So I think that, and then my cortisol levels came right back down to, to where they should be by the, the nine or 10 o'clock testing. So I just found that kind of amusing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really common. Sometimes you see people really their only problem is the dysregulation. So cortisol, it defines circadian rhythm in, in part. And yeah, for some people, it's just the particular time of the day. And another really common one is, is nighttime, right? So you need, you can think of cortisol like units of energy. So the higher your cortisol, the higher your energy levels, which is a disaster for getting to sleep. So for some people, they just can't turn their brain off at the end of the day, right? And so the wheels are still spinning and they're thinking about all the things they haven't got done that day. And, you know, that's going to be a disaster for sleep. And so techniques like guided meditation are really useful for, for, for slowing down the, the over, you know, overexcited mind and, and, and getting to sleep. Sure. So, oh, so anyway, go on. So you were talking about other, other methodologies before I interrupted you. Yeah, so the exercise part turns out to be really important too. Most of the people, you know, I'm a pro mountain biker, the doctor's a pro mountain biker. We really appeal to athletes and many of the people that come to us, they're not, they haven't got the same kind of health complaints that I do. Really what they're looking for is that last 5% that's going to make the difference between, you know, I mean, it could be first and 20th place in, in many events. You know, that 5% is really important. So if we find some micronutrient deficiency, that could really help an athlete. But for many of the people that come to me, they're actually over-exercising and, and certainly was the case for me. And, and I believe Shocker. it was the case for you. Yeah, right. So train for an Ironman. Guess what? You know, that additional stress, there's only one physiological response to stress. So it doesn't matter whether you're having an argument with your partner or whether, you know, your parents are driving you nuts or the kids are driving you crazy or whether you're training for an Ironman. There's only one physiological response and, and, and it puts long-term building projects on hold. So you can think, making babies and digestion and immunity, all of these things are long-term building projects. And that's when people really fall apart. So sometimes I find myself asking people to do less exercise rather than more, which is kind of unusual. Yeah. And you got to wonder why, you know, they, they wonder why they're feeling cold all the time and why, why, uh, you know what I found when I was training for Ironman particularly was that when I would take, when I would taper, cause I did a couple smaller events while I was training for Ironman as part of my training while uh when i would taper so you know i take my three or four days whatever to sort of relax I, I, every time i would get sick and I, I think that it's like my body was just holding on holding on holding on while i was training and then once i was like okay we can take a break now then it's like all right well so can the immune system right yeah everybody's different i you know my thing and i think this is common too is when i go through the stress of an event that lowers my immunity and makes me really susceptible to getting sick. And I see this in my buddies all the time. And I had a sort of something yesterday, uh, sorry, a few weeks ago, my daughter, I've got a one-year-old daughter and she had this hand, foot and mouth virus. Yeah. And for her, it just like kind of made her, eh, maybe she wasn't so smiley as usual. And she had a few spots on the soles of her feet, but she was fine really. And then I did a bike race and of course I'm holding her all the time. 
and it completely annihilated me. It was like I had flu. I was almost bedridden. It was horrendous. So I'm I, sure I had it, that happen to me too. And oh, so, really? <laughs> so my, bo- my boys, I have three little boys and they all got it because, you know, it's, it's incredibly contagious. I got it and I spiked 104 degree fever. And that, oh, that wow. has not happened in a very, very long time to me. And I was basically, I was living on, and I know that I, I wasn't thrilled about this, but I was essentially living on Advil for three days because as soon as it got to the four hours where the Advil would wear off, the fever would come back and I just like collapse basically. Yeah, it's a scary thing. Yeah, I'd not experienced anything like that in some time either. But yeah. it's, it's the thing that's cool about the lab testing, it can reveal what I would call hidden stress, right? So the micronutrient deficiencies are a really good example. So for me, it was carnitine is a micronutrient that's required to burn fat, right? So at the time I did the test, I was heavily dependent on carbohydrates, um, I would describe my diet as probably 80 or maybe even 90% carbohydrate. And that was causing all kinds of hormonal problems. But one of the reasons I was so bad at burning anything else like fat was I had a micronutrient deficiency that was stopping it. So the organic acid testing allowed me to design a supplement protocol that would fix that micronutrient deficiency and would break the, this vicious cycle that I was in where... You know, the food that I was eating was making the problem worse. Well, let's talk about that organic uh, acid testing because I, I, I think a lot of people don't know what that is. So, Yeah, so the organic acid testing, the most popular uh, flavor of it is made by Genova Diagnostics. It's called the Organics Comprehensive Profile. And it's a really simple urine test. That's the cool thing about these tests that I've been talking about until now is you don't need to go to the doctor to get blood drawn. Yeah. You can just do all the sample collection at home. So it's saliva, urine, and stool. And then this particular test is just urine. So it's just an overnight sample of urine. You just pee into a, into a cup first thing in the morning and then you pipette it into a tube and you freeze it and then you send it into the lab. And the lab, they look at the levels of these things called organic acids in the urine sample. And once they know these levels, it tells them something about how well your metabolism is working. So if you have a micronutrient deficiency, you would see that reflected in the level of the organic acids. So it's a surrogate marker. It's not a direct measure. They're not looking for, you know, the amount of carnitine, say, in the urine sample. It's this, it's this surrogate organic acid that tells them something about the micronutrient deficiency. It's, a, it's complicated and it's super cool and it's not very much used as a result to, you know, someone that's never seen it before. It's not like, you know, you can just check a level and say, oh, well, this is in range, so therefore it's fine. You know, you really need someone who understands it to be able to interpret it for you. And the cool thing about it is everything's fixable, right? So this is way upstream of of any kind of disease process. You don't need to worry that this test is going to show that you have cancer or something like that. That's that's, that's not how it works. It it can allow you to alter your diet and lifestyle and make very specific uh, supplement choices to fix the problems that you find on the on the test. It's it's pretty cool. Well, so so what are the what are the typical supplements that you? I mean, that's it, a hard question sometimes. But what are some of the common supplements that you see people deficient in, or that you need to add into someone's regime? Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's unique. That's one thing I've learned. That like it just never works to wing it and just say, oh well, I guess I'm probably going to need this. I mean, I think sometimes that can work with with a multivitamin if you find a really good one. That that can work. So people like Thorn. Douglas Labs, they, they make really, really good multivitamins where they've really figured this stuff out. But then each person, they have their own unique biochemistry. But yeah, so carnitine is one that I see pop up a lot that's limiting someone's fat burning. So this is not just important for exercise. This is, I mean, when you're sat at your desk and you're working away, you want to be burning fat. You don't want to be on that sugar roller coaster. That's going to give you uneven energy and it's not good for work. It really isn't. So you want to be a fat burner. And so carnitine is is something you could be deficient in that could be holding you back from fat burning. But then I also see other problems with energy metabolism. So CoQ10 is something that pops up a a lot as a deficiency. And then, um, you know, most of the B vitamins are involved in uh, a Krebs cycle. So the Krebs cycle is the way in which we convert food and oxygen into the energy that we use for every movement, every thought. Yeah, it's the, most, so, it's the most complicated process you can examine. Yeah, it's really complicated. But the, the B vitamins <laughs> pop up everywhere. And this is a really good test for finding out whether which and, and whether you need more of them. So those are some really common things. Now, are, the majority of your consults are virtual, right? Yeah, that's right. So 
I realized that the best way for me to help as many people as possible is not to open a bricks and mortar clinic like the one that my doctor is uh, or was working in. She's a traditional primary care physician. And, and the reason she was interested in all this stuff is she's frustrated. She came out of medical school. She's got over a quarter of a million dollars worth of student debt. And she's only two years out of residency. And her day is divided into 20 minute time slots. And at the end of that 20 minute time slot, she's supposed to fix whatever the problem is with the prescription pad. And so, you know, someone walks into her office, they're 300 pounds, they've got diabetes, you know, all she can really do for that person is write them a prescription for metformin. And so she's pretty skin and she's frustrated and, you know, she gets it. She's board certified in holistic medicine. She's uh, been training with the Institute for Functional Medicine too. And yeah, she's also an athlete, so she loves to do research and you know, that, that was kind of, we agreed that, you know, the best way for us to help as many people as possible was to talk to them either on the phone or via Skype. So, so that's what we do now. We, we don't actually see anyone in, in person. You, you can go to the website and, and just book a consultation using um, one of the fantastic tools that I, I recently read about in your book, which is Schedule Once. It's just yeah. completely changed my life. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Love schedule once here. Now, uh, can you just tell us one more test I want to talk to you about before we sort of wrap up with my final question? But is the is the stools testing? So because you list that on your website, and what is the information that you're typically getting from that? Yeah, the stool testing turns out to be really important for revealing underlying root causes. So it's not that much fun to do. I'll admit that you have to actually collect some poo at home every day for four days, and you send that sample into the lab. All of these samples, they go into the lab via the, a prepaid FedEx mailer. So it's not that big a deal to send them in. And then you're paying for the time of a PhD microbiologist to actually look at the sample underneath the microscope. And they're looking for various, various different pathogens. So these could be bacteria or they could be parasites. So one that I see all the time is a pathogenic bacteria called H. pylori, mm -hmm. which... It's, it's quite famous that there's two Australian scientists that um, won the Nobel Peace, uh, Nobel Peace Prize, Nobel, won a Nobel Prize for discovering that uh, stomach ulcers were caused by this bacteria, where previously we thought it was distress. And, and it infected themselves. Yeah, so they infected themselves and then cured it with antibiotics, which is a really interesting story. But it, there was a twist that came later on where they realized that lots of people have the bacteria, but it's only the people that have the stress and the bacteria that fall apart. And so one of the things this bacteria does is it lowers the acidity of the, of the stomach and it interferes with protein digestion and leads to all kinds of micronutrient deficiencies, which I then see on the organic acid profile, right? So again, we're really getting down to some root causes here. And I've had some fantastic stories of, of people that when they get rid of this uh, bacterial infection, if they've got symptoms of fatigue and uh, digestion and brain fog, that type of thing. You know, when you get rid of this bacteria, you can see some quite remarkable transformation in people's health. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, th that's been a really great overview and a real, and it's it's just nice to hear about again, about not only that you've overcome this and that you're sharing this, but that people can really practice effective medicine mm -hmm. remotely like this. So, mm -hmm. th the last question, Chris, that I always like to ask on the podcast, and, and this can come from anything that you've learned through your journey or, or any anything really, is what are your top three personal tips for people to be more effective? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is something that I am a, a real novice at. So I just had this amazing experience over the last week. Um, I think it was one of my clients said to me, oh, you really need to check out this podcast. And it was your podcast. And I think it was probably the third time that somebody had recommended it to me. So I, I listened to it. And then uh, my wife, Julie, and me spent two and a half hours listening to it last Friday night. And then I read your book on Saturday and just everything fell into place. I realized all of the things. So this past six months, I've been working with hundreds of people and I just really under started to understand how inefficient I've been over that time. Right. And, you know, part of that was because I'd fallen out of touch with some of the skills that I'd learned as a computer scientist. And, you know, when I tackle a problem in computer science, you know, I break it down into steps. I use this top-down approach is, is normally how I describe it. You know, break the big problem down into little problems. And then I write the pseudocode for it is what we would call it. So I write down in English a description of what the solution looks like step by step. And I realized there was no reason, just because I couldn't completely automate it with a computer, didn't mean that it couldn't be done. 
So I've just discovered, you know, virtual ha uh, fancy hands and virtual assistants and just going through that process of, you know, writing down the pseudocode to, to, to break down a problem, I think is so important. And then I've under I understand now that part of the problem with all the people that I, I work with is they don't have enough time to implement the diet and the lifestyle. So the, you know, the exercise and the stress reduction. And so these techniques that I'm learning from your book and from your website, um, they can free up time that people can then spend to use some of the stuff that I'm doing. So in a way, you know, like kind of becoming an expert with what you do will, you know, allow you more time to do the, the stress reduction stuff that I want. That, was that one big one or was that three in there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, definitely guided meditation. Okay. Everybody has stress. There's no way you can avoid it. Even if you didn't have any stress in your life, you would just invent something, right? So I see this all the time with, say, premenopausal, postmenopausal women, kids have gone to college, no financial worries, they're doing just great, and yet still they find something to stress over. So they, they worry about whether the house is tidy, right? So it's just, it's kind of stupid. And that's what humans do. They just invent self-imposed psychological stress. So everybody needs to do guided meditation. And then diet is so important get refined sugar out of your life i don't think this is going to be news to anyone listening to this podcast actually but look at the paleo diet challenge yourself see if you can do a whole 30 program whole30.com is the best way that i know of to get onto a, a paleo diet and then you know exercise understand that more is not more and understand that cardio exercise so like the type of training that i do is for mountain biking and it's purely because i love it don't do cardio because you think it's going to make you healthier. It doesn't work. You've got to walk lots and lift heavy weights. How about that? That's kind of three more tangible things, isn't it? Those are awesome. Those are really good ones. And I love that actually not doing to do cardio because you love it. That's, that's a very, very good suggestion. So Chris, thank you so much for all of that. And, and where can people find out more about you? Yeah. So over at nourishbalancethrive.com, yeah. I'm going to do a 50% discount for anyone that uses the discount codes less doing so that's just all one word less doing and so normally an intake is 165 bucks i'll do it for you for half price so we'll do a comprehensive you know, interview i'll go through your problems and we'll figure out the best way forward for you in terms of lab testing and all the rest so you know that's the best place to get started with all this stuff and yeah i, I really want to thank you actually for 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 bringing some really important things to my attention over the last week it's been quite a quite an experience this this last few days wow well thank you chris that's i i'm i'm honored to hear that and and we're gonna have links to all your stuff in the show notes and and thank you for that discount code i wasn't aware that you were going to do that for us so uh definitely the listeners will appreciate that so, i just used your follow-up.cc discount code like i'm like why is this not part of gmail already and yeah <laughs> awesome okay well chris thank you so much it's been great talking to you thanks harry Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog, see the show notes for this episode, and also look at all the other episodes before this. If you want to send us a voicemail, we would love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show. You go to lessdoing.com, click on contact, and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button. Click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Ari's Twitter handle is at Ari Mizell and mine is at Felix Bird. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time.